the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in the free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold Refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Roster brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, April 18th, currently 11.20 on the East Coast. Here to break down the Monday night game twos, and we'll recap some of the weekend here as well. And joining me to break everything down that happened in game ones over the weekend is my main man, Terrell Berman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling this uh, Monday evening, brother? Well, aside from the incredibly slow start that I had to the playoffs, I had a three and one day yesterday. So I'm feeling very, very dangerous to everyone. I'm sitting on a Mavericks plus 500 ticket to win the series. So again, feeling very, very dangerous to everyone right now. Uh, we should be very afraid for what the rest of this playoff run has to offer. I can say that much. So how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Hey, it's it's a positive. Uh, what's the words that I'm looking for? Positive energy going into the new week. I, I think that's important, especially on Sundays uh, when you're starting a new week on Monday. But I'm feeling good, man. It was. Uh, I think we all had a pretty good Sunday yesterday. I know our locks went three and zero. We went five and one overall with our locks from uh, Saturday and Sunday. So. Uh, you know, the underdogs didn't, I think we only had one outright underdog that won, which was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, but that was the only uh, dog that won outright. I know we had a few other that, that covered uh, between Chicago and I believe the other one was, who am I missing? Uh, the Brooklyn Nets. We'll get to those games as well. But yeah, games ones are in the books. Uh, Terrell... I'm pretty open-ended. Anything you want to touch on? I know we'll get to the game ones, about the game uh, twos here tonight. We'll recap those. But aside from uh, the three games here tonight, anything kind of stood out to you or um, anything that burned you this weekend? I know you had Brooklyn Moneyline, my man, but uh, that was a little rough. Yeah, Brooklyn Moneyline was tough. Dallas plus five and a half. Oh, yeah, man. That was a tough beat. It was was some tough beats overall, but for the most part – Everything's been everything's been P. Everything's been straight. Everything's been going. Um, yeah. Memphis is gonna come back and probably sweep this series now. That 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 was a wake up call of a game for them, and I think that they're gonna turn it on. And that juxt that juxtaposition that Jaw had to Memphis playing Utah last year and how how they were on the other side of this last year is yeah. uh, opens the door for opportunity to think that they're gonna go out here and try to sweep the rest of this series. Mm-hmm. 
And for the Chicago Bulls, that was your chance, man. That yeah. that was your chance to steal the game. You 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 should have stole that game right there. That was a great chance to steal the game. Ten points was way too much, especially for the playoffs. It was absolutely way too much. It was too big of a spread for Milwaukee to cover. And it just shows that they are not committed. The Bulls are not committed to the three-point line. That's the place to attack Milwaukee. That's where they fumbled all year, and they've gotten some good looks, but they're not forcing it. They should have fired up at least 10 more threes throughout the course of that game. So, you know, it is what it is. Chicago's going to have a long series. I'm still sitting on Chicago plus two and a half, so maybe they can still steal one more on the road, get one at home, and lock that up for me, but it's not looking good. Yeah, that was a really ugly game. I mean, from an offensive perspective, if you kind of just dive into the uh, box score, um, DeMar DeRozan was 6 of 25 from the field, Nikola Vucevic 9 of 27 from the field, Zach Levine 6 of 19, so and Vucevic and Zach Levine combined four of 20 from three-point land, so that's really not going to get it done from them. As a team that shot seven of 37, uh, Kobe White two of six last night uh, for the Chicago Bulls, but now, there's always one team that kind of surprises and always takes game one uh, on the road. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for if you were a T-Wolves backer, um, Minnesota was that team. You know, got to give them credit. They came out and played well against Memphis. But uh, like you said, Terrell, Memphis is definitely going to respond uh, in game two tomorrow night on Tuesday. Uh, definitely looking forward to that series. That's going to be a lot of fun. And I think we hit the handicap on uh, the nail on the on the handicap is uh, that that Boston and Brooklyn series that should go seven games, man. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, Brooklyn unfortunately down the stretch didn't play great defense. Give Kyrie a lot of credit for the way he played in the fourth quarter. Uh, but that's going to be a really fun series to watch uh, between those two squads. Uh, anything else, Terrell? Yeah, Kyrie might be more dangerous when he hasn't eaten a meal for some hours. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's I don't know what's more dangerous right now: untucked jersey Kyrie or Ramadan Kyrie. But <laughs> those two combined is out of this world, unstoppable. And just the animosity that he has towards Boston and some of the Boston fans for good reason too. I yeah. think that he's we're due for a great series from Kyrie and. Mm-hmm. He, we're going to need it from him and KD. They're both going to have to be super efficient in whatever games they win because it's just not enough talent around them to pull them up like they had last year when they played Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. it's going to be it's going to be a rough series. It it ultimately should go seven, but they got to win games like that on the road. They got you got to come out with wins like that, especially when AD started the game as slow as he did. Yeah. You got to come out with wins like that when you're in the game and it's close right there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a roller coaster of a series for sure, and I'm I'm looking forward to it because I I I'm with Petty Kyrie. Petty Kyrie is I'm here for Petty Kyrie, hitting yeah. a three in Boston's face and then turn around and flicking off the fans is is <laughs> literally the best thing best thing going in basketball right now. I'm gonna be eyes glued to this series the entire time. Yeah, KD, like you mentioned, 41 minutes last night, 9 of 24 from the field. Uh, You know, definitely he's going to bounce back for sure in game two. Um, But, yeah, you're right, man. Kyrie, pure skill, absolutely fantastic player. Could score from any parts of the floor. So he's going to have to be – he's going to be big in the series if they want to have a chance to win against Boston. But game two is going to be, I believe, Wednesday uh, between these two squads. Um, 
Anything else to roll before we dive into the games for tonight? We'll recap game ones as we kind of go along with those games. But anything else? No, no, that's it. All right, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back, and then we will dive into the three games on the schedule tonight for the NBA playoffs. We'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bit bet feature. That's right. Same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 it's that time the nba playoffs and sgpn is offering nba playoffs bracket challenge we're giving away $500 in their bracket challenge. Completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA playoffs or hit the contest link in the SGPN app for your chance to win $500. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever before. And sometimes we forget to take a second to, for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you always feel like you're always on work, friends, family, and million social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Mountain cold refreshment, it's really made to chill. Like I said, Coors Light is cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, coming off of the break here, Terrell, we have three games on the schedule here tonight uh, for the NBA playoffs. First game on the board is going to be the Toronto Raptors in Philly tonight for game two. Um, game one, man, the Sixers absolutely just crushed uh, the Toronto Raptors. They got the victory there, 131-111. Covered, I believe the spread was, yeah, four and a half in that game. The game also flew over the total. Tyrese Maxey was really the guy in this game for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers in game one. He finished the game. 38 points, 14 of 21 from the field, 5 of 8 from three-point land. Uh, Joel Embiid had a pretty good night as well. He didn't shoot efficiently, but uh, he had 15 rebounds in that game, 19 points for him. And then James Harden, not a great shooting night efficiency-wise, but was 4 of 7 from three-point land. He also uh, dished out 14 assists for the Philadelphia 76ers. The bigger news from this game, Terrell, uh, Scotty Barnes left this game with an ankle injury. He has already been ruled out uh, for the Toronto Raptors. But um, we can quickly talk about game one here, and then we'll dive into game two. But what are your kind of takeaways from game one here uh, between these two squads? I didn't really see what I was looking to see. 
Okay. And I was looking to see how aggressive James Harden was going to be in this series and see if I can get a gauge for how aggressive he would be in the playoffs. And I didn't really get a good gauge on that. I didn't feel like for the duration of that game. Kind of, you know, he came out, did his thing at times, kind of relaxed others. And that just – that it's a wishy-washy. It's wishy-washy, and it makes me – question okay what James Harden am I going to get for this duration of this series maybe even the playoffs and so now it's basically the ball's in Toronto's court I feel like okay you drop game one but you've got a great performance from Tobias Harris and we have to assume that that's not going to keep happening if 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 you if Tobias Harris is going to be on for the duration of these playoffs, then Philly is probably going to be one of the hardest teams to beat in the East. Yeah, that, that's that's ultimately what it is because they're deaf and where they're at, they're going to be one of the hardest teams to beat in the East. So, um, I really don't, I really don't have a too much of a gauge from Game One. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in breaking down this one and seeing what else they have going on over the course of the series, but. I, everybody did what I expected them to do. I didn't think that Toronto would get blown out, but because they did, but it's because Tyrese Maxey was great. He was great. So I'm really not even concerned because am I going to get 30-plus points from Tyrese Maxey every night? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then Fred Van Vliet in that first minute of that game one, I believe he picked up two quick fouls. So, you know, that kind of took the rhythm away from him. Uh, really getting into the offense. He still had an efficient night. He was 7 of 12 from the field, 4 of 7 from three-point land. Finish the game with 18 points, but I think, you know, especially tonight without Scotty Barnes, and I'm also seeing Gary Trent Jr. is going to be uh, doubtful for tonight. So it's going to be time for, you know, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, those guys to really, you know, have the performance like Tyrese Maxey had in game one, you know, what Tobias Harris did in game one. So I'm looking for those guys. I mean, stars are going to have to shine here tonight for the uh, Toronto Raptors. Um, So getting into game two here tonight, Terrell, we have, Pretty much the same line in this game. This game opened up minus six and a half for the Philadelphia 76ers. The line has moved up uh, minus seven and a half. I'm sure that's on the news of Scotty Barnes and uh, Gary Trent Jr. being uh, doubtful for tonight. Scotty Barnes has already been ruled out, so we won't get him. Uh, total opened up at 220 and a half. That number has come all the way down to 215 and a half at most shops, 216 at win bet. Um, Kind of alluded to it earlier here, Terrell, but what are you thinking for this game here tonight between the Raptors and the Sixers at minus seven and a half? Yeah, so I get why there is seven and a half now. They got blown out the first game. Scotty Barnes is not playing in this one. You take a team that was already lack on depth in the Toronto Raptors and you just took away one of their best young pieces yeah. and a guy that can control the ball, bring the ball up the court when you t- want to take it out of Fred Van Fleet's hands. If everybody else is on for Toronto, I'm hard-pressed to say that they're still not in this game. I, 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 uh, I'm hard-pressed to say they're still not in this game. I look at what Fred Van Fleet's able to do. If Gary Trent Jr. can get going from the three-point line, then that's going to supplement a lot of the offense. I think he's, I have he's doubtful for tonight. Who is? Uh, Gary Trent, he's doubtful for tonight. Doubtful? Okay. Yeah. And so that that is – that's a really big loss. Yeah, it that's, is. Once, you get, once you're getting into – because – That's two of five starters. Like, 
Yeah, and then you are they only go typically eight deep in a yeah. in a game that they're actually you know still in. I know that they emptied the benches out for this last one, but in a game they're actually still in. They only go what somewhat eight deep, and so. Precious Achua probably steps up into that starting lineup, and Chris Boucher probably steps up um, into that starting lineup, which can supplement from the three-point line, absolutely. But rebounding, the edge is going to go back over to Philadelphia. If it yeah. didn't already, Scotty Barnes had a double-double last game mm-hmm. <laughs> and gave them 10 crucial rebounds. That was really, really good. I Seven and a half, seven and a half. I, I want to go ahead and just lay the points with Toronto. I mean, not with, not with Toronto, but with Sixers. the 76ers here. Mm-hmm. And just assume that while we may not get an incredible maxi game like we got where he dropped 38 points, we might not get that 26 from Tobias Harris that nobody saw coming. Yeah. But we're going to get a, a better game from James Harden, more efficient game from James Harden where he'll be, where he'll do more on the, on the boards and we're going to get Joel and B doing Joel and B things. Yeah. And Joel and B was only five, 15 last game, 19 points. That's absolutely a down game by his standards and, you know, picked up five fouls over the course of that game. So that kind of threw him out of real them a little bit, but I can only assume that Joel and B is going to come out here and do Joel and B things. And that scoring that, went to Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey is going to flip back over to Joe Embiid and mm-hmm. James Harden. They're going to put up a pretty similar output. So I question it, but I'm going to go ahead and lay the seven and a half 76ers. I think that the injuries are just too much for Toronto and it's going to be super hard for them to overcome that. This may be a little bit of a chalky play, mm-hmm. but it I'm just hard pressed to see Toronto getting over not having Gary Trent Jr. and Scotty Barnes in this matchup when they only go eight deep any given game. Yeah, it's hard to make an argument for Toronto just because of the points that we just talked about, not having Scotty Barnes and, you know, Gary Trent Jr. possibly. I know he's listed doubtful, but I think it's really going to take Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet to score 30-plus points here tonight for them to win this game. And, you know, when you're missing – those two of your five stars and the depth, the depth is really not there for this team as well. I mean, Thaddy Sung is also going to be missing this game with a thumb injury. So, you know, you have Precious Achua off the bench. You have Chris Boucher off the bench as well. Um, but is that going to be enough for them to kind of get over this hump? I, I just feel like well, that. I, I feel like they go, they, they're going to have to go back to what they were doing earlier in the season and just playing the five, playing the five starters. So it's literally going to be those five just playing. And yeah. you may have uh, Birch come off the bench for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're gonna have to go back and just say that all right, you guys are playing forty minutes a night each, and that, that's how they that's how they stay in this game. To be honest, that's how they stay in this game. Because if you yeah. look at how the minutes was distributed between the three starters that are actually playing last game, mm-hmm. OG and Nobi thirty three minutes, Fred Van Fee thirty six, and Pascal Siakam forty. Every all of them are gonna be forty two and above tonight if they're gonna be in this game. And yeah. It's not outside the realm of possibility. It really isn't. I uh, uh, Philly doesn't really have that big of a supporting cast. No, I'm flipping. I'm going back to Toronto. Give me Toronto seven and a half. I'll I ride like, with Toronto this second game. Yeah, I feel like everybody on what I'm seeing, or at least from gambling Twitter, is all over the Sixers here tonight. Um, let me see if I can see. Yeah, it. I can't. I can't. I can't go with the public. I can't go yeah. with the public in this spot. It doesn't make sense, and because it doesn't make sense, and this probably should be a ten. I'm not gonna lie. This probably should be a ten. Yeah. If you think about it, as to Scotty Barnes, so you're telling me in a game that you got blew out by 20, 
Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not going to have Gary Trent. You're not going to have Scotty Barnes and you're only getting an additional three points on the spread. It feels like this should really be 10. I'll take the seven and a half. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I want to fade the public here. Um, I feel like Pascal Siakam will have a big game here tonight. I feel like Fred Van Vliet, we're going to have a big game here tonight. I think defensively they will be better as well. Uh, you know, we talked about how Tobias Harris and Tariq Maxey combined for, what, 64 points in game one. And, and you kind of said that, you know, I agree with it also that, you know, they probably won't have that same performance. But again, Joel Embiid should be a little more efficient here tonight, both him and James Harden. But I feel like this is a game that Toronto early on, Cali saying I'm, I'm kind of looking at the Raptors first half here. I think they come out and play better. Um you know, led by Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi. He had a great game one as well. He had 20 points uh, on 9 to 15 shooting for the Toronto Raptors. So I'm going to go Raptors first half in this game. Um, let me see what that number is currently over on win bet. At seven and a half, she's probably around three and a half or four. Um, first half is, yeah, four and a half for the Toronto Raptors. So I'll take Raptors plus four and a half. Um, in this game, gun to my head, I would probably, what, yeah. What are you doing for Tally site? Yeah, gun to my head, I would also probably. I don't like being with the public, man. I really don't. I'm going. I'm going. I I, I noticed the points I made for the 76ers, and it all makes sense. Yeah, but I'm going back, and I'm just looking at. I'm looking at Fred Van Fleet, and I'm thinking about what I saw him do in that game, and. The efficiency. So we talk about the 32 points that he had in the one game he played against them earlier this year. Yeah. And now he comes back from that seven for 12, four for seven, 18 points. That was incredibly efficient. And so if I get yeah. that same efficiency and you just bump up that workload, he's he's gonna he's due for a monster game. And maybe it's Pascal Siakam, maybe it's Fred Van Fleet. I wouldn't I think mind it's both. Tri- I think it's I think it's I wouldn't mind flipping on their triple doubles tonight with Scotty okay. Barnes out losing. Losing the not only assist workload that he had because he had eight assists in that first game, so you're not only losing, you know, another ball handler that can distribute, but you're also losing the the rebounding edge that he has that can easily go to more to Pascal, more to Fred Van Fleet, who finds a way around the ball all the time. I I, I think that that's a cool little bit. I would flip a little bit on that, and ultimately, I know I'm not going to get that same production from Tobias Harris. Tyrese Maxey, he could – if Tyrese Maxey came back with another 30-point game, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to say he's doing it, but I wouldn't be surprised. But I know for a fact I'm not getting – I would actually be pretty pressed to play Tobias Harris unders today. I just – I'm not getting that same performance from him. And if I'm not getting it from him, I'm getting it from Joel Embiid. What am I getting from James Harden? Yes, no, up, down, not really sure. Yeah. I seven and a half. They may they may make this. A, they may you know turn into the androids. I remember that there's been portions where I faded Toronto. Mm-hmm. They're going to turn into the androids tonight. This this has to be a night. They're going to turn the androids and just be unlimited energy all night. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go with y'all. I'll go Raptors plus seven and a half here. I, I also do like Pascal Siakam double double here tonight. That's at plus money as well. Uh, you know, we talked about the ten rebounds that Scotty Barnes did have. I think you know. Pascal Siakam has the ability to rebound. We've seen it. Nobody else on the squad really, you know, grabs a lot of rebounds. So I think Pascal Siakam plus 105 at a double double. Um, and then again, Fred Van Vliet over 21 and a half points here tonight as well, as far as player props for me. But yeah, Raptors plus seven and a half. 
and uh, Raptors first half plus four and a half as well for this game. Uh, you have any player props that you do like? I know you just rattled off some players there, but um, any player props that you're looking at for this game, Terrell? Yeah, yeah. I like Fred Van Fleet over on his threes. He hit four last game. Like I said, if he's incredibly efficient and I expect the work, the volume to be there, I think he can get over that number again. Yeah. I like Pascal Siakam rebounds with Scotty Barnes out of there. He only had three last time, but Scotty Barnes moving out the way, I think that it opens up the door for him to get more rebounds. So I think Pascal Siakam rebounds is a good look as well. Yeah, Pascal Siakam right now, points and rebounds is listed at 34 and a half. I think that he can get over that number as well. And then uh, Fred Van Fleet over three and a half threes. Um uh, at three and a half. I did lock that up uh, this morning as well for Fred Van Vliet. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on to the next one? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. We have the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks uh, here in game two in Dallas. Utah got the victory in game one, 99-93, uh, getting the cover by the hook in this game for the Utah Jazz. Um this game was ugly, I think, as expected because it was really going to take a defensive effort from the Dallas Mavericks to stay in that game and also knock down some three-point shots. Um, but in game one on the Utah Jazz side, Donovan Mitchell led them in scoring at 32 points, didn't have a great shooting night efficiency-wise. He was 10 of 29 from the field, uh, 10 of 11 from free throw uh, from the free throw line and two of six from three point land. Uh, Bogdanovich was really the one that was efficient for them. 11 of 20 from the field. He finished up with 26 points, um, two of six from three point land as well. He finished up with five rebounds and four assists. Rudy Gobert, 17 rebounds, uh, Owen, <laughs> oh, of one from the field. He did have five points, but obviously all that came from the free throw line. And then for the Dallas Mavericks, um, Spencer Didwitty and Jalen Brunson, not really great efficiency-wise from the floor, but those guys are going to have to be better in game two. They both did finish up with 22 and 24 points, respectively. But Didwitty was 6 of 15 from the field. Jalen Brunson, 9 of 24 from the field. So they're going to have to shoot a lot better than they did in game one for them to have a chance. But um, give credit to guys like Reggie Bullock, who was in this game. They He knocked down some big three-points for them. Uh Dorian Finney-Smith was also crucial in, in points of this game. He knocked down some big three-point shots uh, in that fourth quarter to kind of keep him within striking distance. But Terrell, game one, uh, we lose the cover by a half a point for the Dallas Mavericks, man. Uh, takeaways from game one. Yeah, they, the Jazz stink. They're not really that good <laughs> at all. The fact that this game was – that Dallas was even leading for however long they were leading in this game and – ended up finishing 38% from the field, 28% from the three-point line. Yeah. was absolutely a travesty. Donovan Mitchell got off into an incredibly slow start. He only had two points in that first quarter. He ended up dropping – not first quarter, but in that first half, ended up dropping yeah. 30 in that second half where he actually turned on the Jets. And these guys just don't trust Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert was down, down low in the paint with Jalen Brunson on him multiple times, and they did not get the ball to him and give him the opportunity to work. So – they, they really just relied on him on rebounding in the defensive end. Bogdanovich was amazing. He did everything that they needed. And without his scoring workload, they this game is really, really ugly yeah. at this point. And so, super, I would be very concerned if I was the Jazz because if Luka was playing in this game, this 
that was an easy win for the Mavericks. It, I don't think it was even close because Luca just gets his people the ball in places where they like it and where they are able to go up and get their shot. Yeah. They, if Luca was playing this game and he was making them pa- receiving in their passes, and I was looking at a lot of those threes, like, man, if if you just put this a little bit higher or you just put this a little bit lower, or you just put this in that person's spot, he's he's in rhythm and he's making that shot because they've done this all year. Mm-hmm. Dwight Powell didn't have a game because Luca wasn't there to run the pick and roll with him, and they really abandoned the pick and roll for a majority of that game. I don't know if you're paying attention, but I was yeah. looking at it and I'm like, oh, are they going to, you know, is it going to be Brunson and Powell? Is it going to be Dinwiddie and Powell? And it was a lot of a lot of portions of that game where, you know, the pick and roll would have been there, that it wasn't there. And they were trying to find other ways of half court offense. And that's where it got and got the inefficiency of Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie. So hopefully Jason Kidd sees that they went back, look at the film and realized that they have to find different ways to create that offense. They push the pace. Absolutely, that entire game, they pushed the pace, and it looks like that the Mavs responded pretty decently to it. Mm -hmm. So maybe another game of getting back into that pace rather than the slow half-court offense that they have to run with Luka is a lot better for them. But it was was an incredibly fast pace for what they're used to. And so I am curious on what the adjustments will be. You you drop game one at home. You're trying to hold serve until Luka can come back. What are the adjustments that you're going to make for game two? Yeah, game two, uh, it does seem like very unlikely that Luka is going to play in this game. I do expect him to be back in Utah. Um, I'll be very surprised if he's not, but um, he would have to make, I think they said significant improvements in this past 24 hours for him to play here tonight. But I do expect him to be back for game three for the Utah, sorry, for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I think Dallas was, you're right, Terrell, that they were right in this game. If you had, you know, a at least a, a, a better shooting night from their backcourt from Didwitty and Brunson. I think that at least they would have gotten the cover, even the outright win. But um, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what the adjustments are going to be by Jason Kidd. I, I think that um, defensively they were, they were sound, um, you know, they did a great job of, you know, I, I don't want to say keeping Gobert off the boards because he did finish up with 17 rebounds. I think they limited their chances as well. And they did a fantastic job defensively on Donovan Mitchell in that first half. You knew that eventually he was going to go off uh, and he did in that second half. But, um, you know, uh, again, for, for, for this Dallas team, it's really going to be on the backs of Spencer did when he and Jalen Brunson, if they're able to have a better shooting night here um, in game two, I, I think that they have a great chance of evening the series up, um, you know, Spencer did. We also did miss six free throws for the uh, Dallas Mavericks in game one. Um, you know, look for that to, you know, he's a pretty good free throw shooter. So expect that to be a little bit better here tonight as well. I mean, not, not a lot that I can take away from game one here. Uh, you know, jazz got it. Okay. I'm not exactly surprised by it, but I think that Dallas really responds here tonight. I do like them in the first quarter. So kind of getting, get into game two here, Terrell, uh, this line pretty much open at the same number. It's at minus five here. At the opening number, stayed the course at minus five. Total opened up at 204. It's actually ticked up to 205 and a half over on win bet. Um, so what are you thinking for game two here, man? I um, I, I want to go Dallas again, man. I, I don't yeah. want to go and mess up a really good thing. I talked about it the other day with somebody and just saying that Dallas – I mean, Utah is – sub 500 barely but sub 500 in games where they're favored 
or they're favored by five or more points on the road. And so while it feels like Utah, Utah could very well come out here and this could be the 20-point game that we probably thought that they should have had up last night or the last game. Uh-huh. But I'm going to trust Jason Kidd here because I think Jason Kidd's a really good coach. And I think that the adjustments are going to be there and they're going to find ways whether they want to slow the offense back down into the half court or if they want to push the pace and make this Utah team run with them because they do know that they can run. While that's not the offense that they run with Luka, they are, for a majority of the time they know that this team can run and they do push the pace when Luka is out. And so this could be the opportunity where they, they feel a little bit more comfortable in the offense. Jalen Green, not Jalen Green, but Jalen Brunson and – Spencer Dinwiddie are able to find people in the three-point line a lot easier than they were the first game and get them better shots and better looks at the basketball and also get themselves better looks and get themselves going a lot quicker. And this Utah Jazz team, I it, when they got into the fourth quarter of that game and the Jazz went up 10, I think it was, I was just having flashbacks. I was like, oh, here it is. Here's where they blow the game. And then they did it. They did it. They blew it again. And so luckily they were able to hold serve enough and still get the cover. Congrats if you'd had them. But they blew it again. Like they, I don't know how you can back this Jazz team in the second half of games just knowing this history. And they even showed you it in game one that they will blow a lead in the fourth quarter if you let them. So. If I had a play on the Jazz, maybe I would make that play for the first half because I do think that Donovan Mitchell is going to have a better first half than he did last time. So if I made a play for the Jazz, I'd probably make a first half play on them. But as of my handicap for the entire game, I'm going Dallas plus five and a half here. I think Dallas has a chance to at least, again, make this either a closer game or come out here and get an outright win against a Utah team that just lets them hang around, hang around, hang around, no matter who's out there on the court. Yeah, I thought Dallas played a good game in game one. I mean, you know, yeah, I think it was a fortunate cover for for Utah Jazz, but, you know, defensively, Dallas was good. They just needed to have a better shooting night. And I, I, I kind of tweeted this out as I was watching this game, and I wanted to ask you this here. Uh, I know we were going to talk about the games on Monday was, at some point, does Jason Kidd consider bringing Boban in to kind of neutralize and keep – Rudy Gobert or at least help with the rebounding for them because I feel like they can get some easy basket with seven three Boban out there um, to kind of help offensively whether it's 10 or 15 minutes I, I I think that may be something that might be on the mind of Jason Kidd I wanted to get your thoughts on that if, if you think helping or bringing Boban in is gonna have an effect or do you think he will I don't think it will. I, I I don't think that's the offense that he wants to run. They're committed to this small ball. They've been running small ball all year. And it's not just because Luca is out, I wouldn't change what you're doing and try to get somebody to go up against Rudy Gobert. You've been playing against guys that are the same height as Rudy Gobert all season, and you've been getting it done and beating teams by playing your small ball, by sending Dwight – Powell down there for to yeah. be physical and to go out there and honestly by just making your shots you don't worry about rebounding when you're making your shots so I I wouldn't be too too concerned and I don't think that Boban is a, is an option in here if anybody's coming off the bench that didn't come off the bench that first game I think it's going to be Trey Burke yeah. and Trey Burke coming off and giving them another Another ball guard handler. and, yeah, another ball handler coming off the bench and somebody that can go out there and create their own shot. They don't have yeah. to be set up. Because if you look at this roster and look at everybody, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, uh, Maxi Kleber, D- 
Javis Bertans, like these are all guys that if you get them to their spots, that's when they're going to be great for you. They have to be set up. And that's why you built the team. You built it behind Luka because you know Luka can get those guys the ball. Yeah. And so Trey Burke is another guy that they have off the bench that can go out there and get his own shot. Jalen Brunson can go get his own shot. Spencer Dinwiddie can go get his own shot. So if somebody comes off the bench that didn't come off the bench in game one, I think it's Trey Burke. Yeah, I agree. I think those were the one of the two guys that I wanted to mention. And you, you already talked about uh, Trey Burke there because basically last year, maybe in the playoffs, um, he did come off the bench and provide some type of energy, but he wasn't a big factor for them. So, um, yeah, I look for maybe Jason Kidd to get one of those two guys, if not Trey Burke, in there as another ball handler. Um, uh, a ball handler in there for the Dallas Mavericks behind Jalen Brunson and um, Spencer Dedwitty. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. We got I got to stay with Dallas here. We were all of us were on Dallas. They unfortunately lost the cover by half a point. Uh, they lost that game by six in game one. The line was five and a half. So I think there's no reason for us not to come back with Dallas here at plus five and a half. Uh, any player props that you are looking at, uh, Terrell, in this game for either of these teams? I am slightly hesitant, but because... I think the Dallas Mavericks is just it's gonna be it can be really good or really bad because you don't know what those role players, what those other assets are gonna look like when you're trying to get the ball in their hand and trying to set them up from the three point line. Mm-hmm. I would I played Brunson's assist. Okay. Last game and I missed it by a half. I looked at Dinwiddie. I didn't play Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie finished with eight. That would have cashed. I'm very I'm looking at those guys' assists because if, they, if they're in this game, if they're going to have a chance for this game, those guys got to get the ball to everybody else and get some easy baskets, get some wide-open looks at three because the Jazz are going to give it to them. So I like their assist props in this one. And they're scoring. They, they're going to have to score the basketball. I would probably look at for another guy to come out here and add to the workload is maybe Dwight Powell. Mm-hmm. They, I just have to assume that they go back to the pick and roll. They really abandoned it for a lot of portions of that game. And the pick and roll with Dwight Powell has been so good with them for the duration of the season. This could be another aspect of the game where he's able to go and really affect while the attention is becoming to be more and more off of Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson. And you have to think that that's what the Jazz game plan is. They're going to try to slow those guys down and make anybody else beat them. And I think Dwight Powell is a guy that can beat them. So I, I'm interested in Dwight Powell points here. Yeah, Dwight Powell, uh, game one, two of six from the field. Uh, really much, like, like Terrell said, not really existing, at least in the offense for the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, he finished up with, like I said, four points and five rebounds for them. And tonight, his points projection right now currently listed is uh, nine and a half at even money. And then his rebounds are also at, uh, let's see, five and a half at minus 145 uh, for Dwight Powell. So, yeah, definitely going to be interested. This is going to be on the screen as well, obviously, with the NBA playoffs. But I think both of us here are on the Dallas Mavericks uh, plus the five and, and also the money line uh, as well in this game. Uh, Terrell, let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll get into the third game of the night between the Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second and enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Work, friends, family, and a million pressing so- social issues 
and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button, and that's why you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer that's out there literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit the reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So all you gotta do is head over to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP to get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart. And remember, to always re celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode actually doesn't protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prowling eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash S-G-P. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into this third and final game on this Monday night schedule. We have the game two between the Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, game one, Golden State Warriors took care of business against the Denver Nuggets, 123-107, as I believe it was a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They get the cover. And the game also goes over the projected total of, I believe it was 223 in this game. Um, the pretty much story in this game, uh, Terrell, at least for the Golden State Warriors, was Jordan Poole. Uh, he finished the game with 30 points on 9 of 13 shooting. Uh, 13 shots, finished up with 30 points. He was 5 of 7 from three-point land, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Klay Thompson also had a uh, pretty decent game for them as well. 7 of 15 from the field, 5 of 10 from three-point land. Klay uh, Thompson and Jordan Poole combined for 10 of 17 from the uh, three-point land. And I think that was pretty much the story. Steph Curry did return. He did come off the bench for the Golden State Warriors uh, in a game where he only played 22 minutes. I think that's a big win for the Golden State Warriors. He was 5 of 13 from the field, 3 of 6 from three-point land. Um, they shot 45.7% from three-point land, did the Golden State Warriors. 
And then for the Denver Nuggets, um, you know, Will Barton chipped in with 24 points. He was 10 of 18 from the field. Nikola Jokic, I think a little subpar for him, but for Yusuf from seeing from him, uh, at least from efficiency-wise, he was 12 of 25 from the field, 0 of 4 from three-point land, finished the game with 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists for the uh, Denver Nuggets. And, I mean, those were pretty much the only two main guys for the Denver Nuggets scoring-wise. Uh, you got 10 from Bowden Thailand off the bench. Uh, Monte Morris contributed with 10 points as well. But they really need to find a third scorer if they're going to have a chance in this league. And then also DeMarcus Cousins was ejected from this game by good old Scott Foster. But, uh, Terrell, let's start with a recap of game one here, man. What kind of stood out to you uh, here between the Nuggets and the Warriors? Yeah, A1 technical work from Scott Foster there, giving out those two techs. A1 referee work right there. He gave out the quick tech, you know, standard procedure, quick tech, get them on out of here, and then came back right behind it with the slow motion technical, making (laughs) sure that everybody realized that, hey, he's getting this second technical here. So if you didn't see the footage, go back to see it. One of the highlights of this game definitely came in very strong with that first tech. It was powerful. I felt it. But then came back with that disrespectful tech in the second half. In the second one, just to add insult to injury before he kicked them off the game. So that one was that was a one a one. And, you know, textbook Scott Foster textbook Scott Foster in that moment. Going to the thing that actually people care about. I thought I, I thought I was going to get a better showing from the Nuggets that game. I really did. You got swept to finish your playoff run last year by the Phoenix Suns. I thought that they would still have that bitter taste in their mouth and you get a lot of extra production from other people. Aaron Gordon has to step up, man. Yeah. Aaron Gordon has to step up. You can't go three for 10. Like, you can't do that. That's not – you can't go three for 10 in the playoffs and think that, you know, as one of – supposed to be one of the second best scorers on a team now that, you know, you were supposed to step up into that role. You can't, you can't do that in the playoffs at all. So, that is definitely – you said they need to find a third score. They need to find a second and third score and maybe even fourth score because am I getting 10 for 18 from Will Barton every single night? I don't think so. No. I don't think I'm getting 20 from Will Barton every single night. Monty Morris is going to have to step up. Aaron Gordon's going to have to step up. Bones Highland's going to have to come off the bench and be big production. I know it's a lot to ask for for a rookie, but – he he's he's got to step into that role and he's got to come off the bench and be really really productive for them four for ten is just not going to cut it in the playoffs he, he and he has the ability to be a flamethrower for him so mm-hmm. this is tough i don't think that golden state is that good to be honest how dare you sir <laughs> i really don't I really don't. What's the what's the difference on this Golden State team from the Golden State team that we saw and that we were fading to the end of the year? There's nothing different. There's nothing different about them. Well, they got you, Steph you, Curry back, but I mean, they were losing. But they were losing games when Steph was in the lineup. Steph was in the lineup, and they were losing games. It's a really bad teams at that. Yeah, I they, think the there argument. Was nothing, yeah, go ahead. There's nothing different. They're not. I just don't think that they're all of that, and they're slightly more inconsistent now because you don't know what you're going to get from Klay Thompson every single night. And Andrew Wiggins has been a shadow of himself since the All-Star break. And Jordan Poole, if Jordan Poole regulates to this back off this off-the-bench th- role, and I think that's the reason why he's not in the six-man-of-the-year conversation because when he regulates to that back off-the-bench role, it, it goes down. His production goes back down. And while, yes, that makes sense because he's not starting anymore, but you got to continue to be efficient. You still got to continue to be in games. But there's so many times that I remember watching Jordan Poole just not be good 
off the bench anymore. So if that doesn't happen, what? I don't think, I really don't think Golden State's that good at all. I think the argument that is for at least Golden State this season kind of faltered. I mean, yeah, they had Draymond Green missed a little time. He came back and Steph wasn't there. And then when Clay finally came back, I think that was a game where Draymond left with injury and it was him and Steph. And then Steph got hurt and then Draymond came back. So I understand that the big three have gotten playing time together in the past, but I know they haven't really gotten that consistency this season between those three guys. But I just feel like personally, and this for me, I'm I was high on this Golden State Warriors team coming into the season. Do I think they have a chance to win the title? Sure. But do I think they're going to be able to beat a Phoenix team right now? I don't think so. Um, but I do give them a chance. I mean, when you do have, you know, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green in the lineup, you know, Jordan Poole, like you mentioned, he's going to be playing 30 minutes a night, 35 minutes a night when they need him to. I, I think that he can significantly contribute. He gives them another guy that can score the basketball. Andrew Wiggins is there as well, but I think defensively they really need him more there. He did have a good game one. I mean, he was 6 of 11 from the field. He did finish with 16 points for them. But, um, you know, when – I, Steph Curry is one of the best players in the game. We know that. And I think when you have Steph Curry on the floor and that guy steps into a gym, you always have a chance to win the game. So I, I am higher on, on Golden State Warriors, but I, st- I do see your argument about it, Terrell. But you know, yeah, you're right about Denver. I think that outside of Jokic, they need to find that second, third, fourth score. And it's going to be a different guy every single night. The, unfortunately for them, it's it's no Jokic. We know it's going to be number one, but two, three, four is always going to be a coin flip every single night for them after they kind of go through these series against the Golden State Warriors. So kind of diving into game two here, Terrell, uh, this line opened up at minus seven and a half. It's ticked down half a point to minus seven. Total opened up at 224. That number's down to 222 across the board. Uh, What are you thinking for this game uh, here tonight between these two squads? I wanna I wanna go with the Nuggets. I wanna go with the Nuggets and I really, really do. But I just don't know where that other scoring's coming from. I I just do not know where the rest of that scoring is coming from. I'm uh, I'm gonna go go to state. I'm going I don't like it, but I, I at least know all right, if I don't got Steph, then I got Clay. If I don't got Clay, I got Williams. If I don't got Williams, I got Poole. If I don't got Poole, I got, you know, a, a rash of people on the bench that could su- supplement that scoring. But I just don't know where the Nuggets are going to get the rest of this offense from. I, I just cannot figure out. Even if Jokic has a better game, which I think still is going to be tough with Jamon Green guarding him down there and being very physical with them, I do not – know where the rest of that scoring it it would have to be a bones highland aaron gordon would have to get his head out of his ass and be able to go score basketball but they they need alfred back they need robin back and it looks like they're not going to have robin for the rest of the year and alfred is not trying to rush himself back but has hopes that he'll play again in this series maybe alfred comes back when they go back to denver yeah. and he gets one of those games at denver but um I'm just going to – I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to go chalk and go with the Warriors 7. Yeah, I'm not getting away from the Warriors, man. I, I took them in game one as my lock, minus 6.5. I, I think that that dominance just continues here tonight. And and for all the reasons that you just mentioned, that there's guy after guy in this Warriors lineup, that if they're having an off night, that there's another guy there to kind of step up. And, and I think that was kind of the story, at least in game one. You know, Steph Curry coming back from the foot injury in game one, 5-13 from the field, not great, but he was 3 of 6 from three-point line, 50%. And then, you know, it was pretty much Clay and, and Jordan Poole in game one. So, um, 
Again, when you have those three guys on the floor between Draymond and the Splash Brothers, I'm going to back the Golden State Warriors. You know, I've been high on them. I'll take the I'll lay the chalk here minus seven with the Warriors. Uh, this game sh- or this series should be two zero headed to Denver um, for Game Three. So uh, that's going to be my pick. Uh, any player props that you are looking at for this game, Terrell? Mm, I if I had to play, I would probably I really won't don't want to take anybody for Denver. Jokic points just seems like the only thing on Denver that I would even consider because he's going to have to score. Yeah. He's going to have to score. I would possibly even consider an under on his assist because I just don't know where the rest of his scoring is coming from, to be honest. So I would consider that as a play, possibly. Maybe that's more of a riskier play. And then I come back on for Golden State, probably Steph Curry, see what his line is at. He might be – they might be shorting him on point, seeing him come off the bench in that first game, seeing the efficiency of Jordan Poole. If they're shorting him in that line any point at any point in the matter, I'm I'm interested in catching, you know, buying low, selling high with Steph Curry there. Twenty and a half is what I see for uh Steph Curry right now for his points prop. Yeah, that feels it, it feels like he can have that in one half. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I would I would play that and just take a chance on it. All right, so I think we're both on the Warriors here, minus the seven throughout some player props, and that is going to be the final game of the night we discuss. We will take one last break here. We'll come back. We'll get into our lock-in dog for the night uh, right after we hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back after this short break. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into that contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can ch- I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPNBA and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code SGPNBA. That's SGPNBA. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five, that's right, five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So, so go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% in savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. All right, coming off of the break here, let's get into our picks for the night here, Terrell. Um, I, I we'll go lock and dog. I mean, I know it's only three games, but so we're I, we're gonna have the same dog. I know it. So um, for my lock, I'll just lock up the Golden State Warriors here minus a seven against the Denver Nuggets. Um, you know, until I see a second, third, fourth guy step up for this Denver Nuggets team, I just don't see them hanging around at least till they get back home. Maybe they make some adjustments after that, but uh, you know, expect Steph Curry to play a little better, more men's here tonight as well. And then also have a better shooting night. And, you know, like we talked about guy after guy, they have that could score the basketball for this team. So I'll take the warriors minus the seven here tonight. Um, and then for my dog, it will be Dallas plus the five plus plus one eighty on the money line uh, against the Utah jazz looking to even the series up before they head back to Utah and possibly, possibly, Get Luca back uh, for Game Three against the Utah Jazz. Um, Terrell, what do you got, man? Yeah, for my lot, I'll take Dallas plus five and a half. Okay. I think that so I, I think it's a solid bet. I think that they have a very good chance of staying in this game, and I'm just fading Utah and Utah blowing this lead at the end of the game. So hopefully this time we get on the right side of that cover. Yeah. For my dog, I'll take Toronto Raptors plus 260. I mean, okay. they're the androids of Dragon Ball Z. I've said this a million times. And while, you know, the handicap before this was that I thought that they had a chance to win this series. And while it does look a little bit more grim with Gary Trent Jr. and Scotty Barnes being out, I think that there's a world of possibility, especially Fred Van Fleet goes off in this game and Pascal Siakam goes off in this game. And don't uh, sleep on uh, – Chris coming off the bench and giving him a whole bunch of num- a whole bunch of threes. He's been able to be a flamethrower. I might actually put take a player prop on his threes. I know it's been juiced at different points in the year for him to make three threes, and he's done it before. So I may take a stab at that later today. But ultimately, still nervous about this Philly team. There's, Tobias Harris is going to have that game. If Tyrese Maxey can't be effective, then 
it's going to be all on the shoulders of James Harden and Joel Embiid. And I know Joel Embiid can shoulder that. I'm not certain if James Harden is locked in enough to shoulder that. Mm. I know I've been wishy-washy on this game, but I'll just go ahead and make him official, make him my dog at plus 260. All right, so there we go. Uh, lock for Terrell Dallas, plus five and a half against the spread, and he's going to take the Raptors, plus 260 on the money line here against the Philadelphia 76ers in game two. Um, and then for myself, I have the Raptors, sorry, the uh, Warriors minus seven against the Denver Nuggets here tonight uh, in game two, and then the Dallas Mavericks plus 180, I believe, is a number I saw over on win bet on their money line uh, to even the series up against the Utah Jazz. Um, Troy, maybe you have a best bet player proper player probably want to for sure that uh, maybe a best bet one, a lock one that you want to give out before we get out of here. Um, player prop one or a player I'd maybe probably, that think has a, has a great night. Yeah, I probably stick with Fred Van Fleet. The efficiency has been there. He's shown us over the season that he can be really good against this Philadelphia team. He's going to get a matchup between James Harden or who else? I'm not certain that. I w- we'll see what they do if Matisse Thibel comes off and starts guarding Fred Van Fleet. That would be a necessary adjustment that they make, but he's either going to get Maxi or he's going to get Harden, and that's going to open him up, and he's going to be able to do a lot of scoring. If Thibel comes off comes off and starts guarding him, then he has a lot of opportunity for a lot of assists this game because somebody is going to have James Harden, somebody is going to have Tyrese Maxi. So while Maxi is a better defender, I still don't think that is somebody that can hold Fred Van Fleet. I like Fred Van Fleet tonight. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet points is at 20 and a half here tonight. Um, and the one player probably I did like for this game was uh, Pascal Siakam, double-double, plus 105 here. I think that, you know, he, he the the rebounding that Scotty Barnes had, somebody's going to have to pick that up, and I think Pascal Siakam's going to be that guy here tonight for the uh, Toronto Raptors. So uh, we're pretty much dialed in here on the – on the Toronto Raptors, at least from a player props perspective uh, here tonight in game two against the Sixers. All right, so that's going to do it today for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, game two previews here on this Monday night schedule. Uh, Terrell, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, man? Let the people know where they can find you, brother. No, I'm good. At really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. Looking forward to the rest of the playoffs and see who comes out with the win in bracket challenge. Yes, sir. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, everybody that's in the bracket challenge, first place uh, gets $500. But like I said, uh, we'll be here all uh, playoffs long, uh, breaking everything down that we see as we kind of progress through the uh, first round into the conference semifinals, conference finals, and then the eventual NBA finals, which is going to be tons of fun. So we'll be back tomorrow. As usual, uh, we'll break down everything that we saw uh, in game one, or sorry, here on Monday night. Uh, myself and Zach will handicap game twos on Tuesday night. Um, and then Terrell and I will be back on Wednesday to break down those games as well. So make sure to be subscribed to the NBA Gambling Podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a follow on our Twitter account at SGPNNBA over on Twitter. Uh, try to get our locks and dogs up uh uh, on our on our page there right before the games are starting about an hour two hours before the game starts so definitely check it out there uh, if not make sure to head over to the website sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash nba picks for all of our picks uh whether it's uh, the spread money line total bets everything is there posted for you guys so make sure to check out our website and also download the sgp and app uh, go to your Google Play Store and App Store. Just download the app there. You'll see the black and red logo. Uh, give us a rating and review as well. With that being said, good luck with your bets here tonight on Monday night on this NBA schedule. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow for the Tuesday games. Till then, let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball.
I'm 